WATD presents The People's Truth, a show dedicated to bringing communities together and keeping the truth alive. Join us each week as we shine the light of justice on topics, people, and local businesses that highlight the real people's truth. Here is your host, Benny Rabbi. A little early tonight, but yes, we are here. Welcome, welcome. Benny Rabbi here with you tonight for the People's Truth on 95.9 FM WATD. Episode number 10 in our young and fledgling show, but we're joined by our co-host, Jay Crombie. Jay, welcome to the show, my friend. Thank you for having me, Ben. And a quick little uh, shout-out of support to all the parents in Marshfield who found out last night that their school was going full remote for two weeks. yikes a Rudy, As we know, that is... Uh it's just an ongoing thing, and we're we're going to be introducing a new segment later tonight that actually addresses something very similar, Jay, and uh, I'm looking forward to it, but uh, you're right. A tip of the cap to the parents who just found out that what little space they time and thought they had does not exist anymore. Estoy muy simpatico, comrades. Very bad. Muy simpatico to the cause. Very bad to the cause. You cannot have that. Happy to be here, Ben. Excellent. Happy to have you, man. You are listening to The People's Truth here on only on 95.9 FM WATD. If you're just joining us for the first time, you can also catch this program in repeat on Spotify, Google Podcast, iTunes, and Podbean, and all the other good spots where you can stream all the good stuff. And, man, we just have a habit of making all this good content here. So, as we said a little bit early here tonight, uh, we're a little ahead of schedule. So that's good. We bought a few extra minutes here after the uh, abbreviated CBS News break. And uh, Jay, why don't you catch us up? What happened this whole last week? First of all, happy 2021 to you, buddy. And I hope you had a safe go of it, really. I think I did. I mean, I didn't go anywhere, obviously. There's nowhere to go. True. Even if I did go anywhere. <laughs> this is true. This is very true. So we just uh, stayed home. And yeah, we, we celebrated the new year safely and said so long to 2020. And uh, it was nice. How about yourself, Ben? Where'd you go? You know, uh, I was here at Broadcast House until about uh, 10.30 or so at night, uh, just getting everything rock and roll. I was helping Jimmy J rock us into New Year's Eve. And if you didn't catch that one, uh, man, it was great. And they replayed it on WMEX the next day. But it really did kind of feel like we were at an actual party, just with the music selection and whatnot that he was playing. So we uh, we just kind of stayed at home, listened to that, and... Rocked into 2021 before promptly clocking out at 12.05. <laughs> yes. Indeed, indeed. We have a great show lined up for folks, and we're going to get it started right now because we are being joined by a very special presence here on The People's Truth. And if you've heard of this before, man, I'll be impressed because I learned a lot of this for the first time recently. There is a wonderful sport in our wonderful land now called Boo Hurt. And it has a tremendous following. And if you've never heard about this, Buhart, I'd love to now introduce our first guest, who's going to tell us a little bit more about it, all the way from North Horde, based out in Waltham, Massachusetts. Please welcome to the program, Mr. Tony himself from North hello, Horde. Hello, hello, Welcome hello, to hello, the hello. program, sir. How are you doing, folks? Well, Tony, first of all, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, uh... My name is Anton. Yeah, I go by Tony. I moved to the U.S. from Russia uh, in 2016 and uh, still pretty fresh to this country. So I still have that like fresh 
point of view of what's going on in this country. Well, and <laughs> yeah, I, I thought you if were no one, a lot longer, buddy. If no one has, if no one has said that yet, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, boss. Uh, and yeah, and like at some point of my life, of my life here, I find out that I'm doing that sport where I'm hitting people with heavy objects, and they are happy about that. <laughs> they're, they're happy that they're being hit with heavy objects. That is the and opening line. Answer. And they answer with the same thing to me, and I say thank you after. <laughs> now, this sounds like a, my kind of game, Jay. <laughs> yeah, I became aware of this. I think uh, Ben was emceeing an event or something, and um, I was trying to get him to go to a concert later that night. So I had to pick him up from it, and he kind of explained to me what was going on. And He, I, didn't, he didn't understand until he saw it. I mean, I pulled time. up, and there was guys in like in wagons with uh, full armor on, uh, you know, swinging pikes and battle axes. <laughs> his his first question: Did we trip into Skyrim? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right. We have to. We we face all those references to like uh, Conan books and Skyrim video games all the time. So pretty used to them, right? <laughs> right. Absolutely. And uh, we do want to bring on our second guest, uh, Ms. Sloan. Welcome to the program as well. Hi, how's it going? Going very well. Thank you for joining us here tonight. Now, you are also part of this Boohart. Am I saying it right? Uh, Boohart, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So tell me, how did you get involved and uh, how is it going for you? Uh, so I got involved um, a little over three years ago. Um, I made a friend and he was into it and you know, I did, he kind of explained to me like what he does. And I did the classic, like, Oh, is this LARPing? Like, how does this work? Like, what do you do? And he just kind of further explained to me, like, Oh, we dress up in medieval armor and we go and hit each other with actual weapons that are really steel. And, um, I showed up to an event one night just for fun and watched him do his thing. And I was like, Holy cow, how do I get into this? Like, I want to do this too. So a few months later, like we got me in my first kit and I've been rocking it ever since. That's awesome. We have, we have so many questions that are going to pertain to this and uh, hopefully you guys can spend some time with us here tonight. I know you guys were very busy and uh, you were able to make this happen on pretty short notice. So we really appreciate that and your time first and foremost. Um, but please tell the folks what is North Horde and why should they want to take interest in it? So, so uh, if I could start that... So North Horde is a board club. So we also call that thing sometimes still fighting. Like I mostly call this board still fighting. Because board is pretty much a French word and it sounds weird even like for my uh, Russian language. And I imagine for English it must be pretty board. What is this? It's like someone's puking. Uh, <laughs> I didn't think that, but that's a, that's a funny correlation. It was actually an old but, bank so password. I usually for me. I usually address <laughs> that word with steel fighting. So North Horde is a steel fighting board club uh, in Arlington, uh, Massachusetts. This is where our gym is located, and uh, as a, we uh, see ourselves as a sport team, as a community of friends that want to achieve something in that sport something like jump over our heads and compete at the international level. So we're pretty like eager for those tournaments and for those wins that we can see for ourselves in the future. That's that what my point of view on these gym is. So so I'm gonna stop you right there. You said international tournament? Yep. So exactly. okay we're gonna have to so go over just, that real quick. So it's not just a bunch of nerds 
running on the backyard hitting each other. It's an international community. And like the biggest, if I would say like the biggest event, the world championship that happens, used to happen every year, skipping to 2020. Uh, the last one had like about 2,000 fighters and about like uh, 10,000 maybe more spectators, something like this. Oh, wow, that is amazing. Those numbers are huge. You would expect to see that for like a football game or something. Jay, you have a comment. Yeah, uh, Sloan, you, you mentioned earlier you talked about getting your first kit. Uh, what, kind of, what kind of startup? Uh, this, this doesn't sound like a, a cheap a hobby, you know? <laughs> like, are we no. talking like a lot? Can you get in on a smaller level? Like, or, or is it a big investment right off the bat? I mean, I'd, I'd imagine you got to spend some money on armor if you're really going to get into it, right? Yeah, so for anybody looking to, like, start and get into things, I always recommend kind of just, like, getting a part of a club and watching and being a part of things and um, do what we call squiring, so where you, like, help people in and out of their armor and stuff like that, so you get a better idea of the work that goes into it. So kind of, like, the expensive stuff really is when you invest in, like, your whole armor kit, and that's, like, the whole shebang, like, head to toe. Um, but depending, like, um, if you want to just figure it out and get in, like buying a soft kit. So like a soft helmet and padding and all that stuff, that is pretty reasonable. It's not like crazy expensive unless you want to go fancy and like buy a soft kit with like pretty colors and whatnot. Pretty yeah. colors. I mean, um, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you well, can get real fancy. So so just for folks that aren't familiar, because I know I am definitely on the list of unfamiliar as to the whole gear set. Uh, can mm. you just, uh, either one of you, feel free, step me through what one kit actually includes. Like, what is it? So a whole kit put together, you got to start with the under stuff, which we call a gambeson or um, padding, it depends. And that's like the whole wool coat kind of that you wear under everything and like the pants and that's what all your armor is attached to so you actually tie it on um with like leather points and stuff and that way you know it's not falling off of you so that's the first step um we all wear leather shoes like authentic leather shoes we're usually not out there in like sneakers and stuff like that just to kind of keep the authenticity alive and then on top of that starting i guess from the top you've got your helmet um we have to wear shoulders. We have like a whole chest piece that goes over us. We're pretty um, fond of the Katanga, which is kind of more like a trench coat, I guess, versus like a vest. Um, okay, I can picture bit, it. Yeah, so it's like a little bit more protective. Um, it uses a different type of plate system. And then you've got full arms. So from like, you know, your deltoid down to your wrist is covered there's a couple spots, obviously, that are exposed, but like depending on Western or Eastern kit, you end up with different variations. Um, and then from your waist down is covered too. So your legs, you got your thighs, your knees, your shins, and everything is covered. And they all have different names and stuff too. Yeah. And then right at the bottom, you've got your sabatons, which go over your your shoes, and that way your feet don't get broken because that I have seen that happen. Yeah, that doesn't sound so, fun at all. So now, what about the no. what the, about the broken the, foot? The, the rest of it sounds great. What about the weapons you're using? Are, are the blades sharp? I mean, no, I have no. Okay, <laughs> they're all built down. Okay, <laughs> but still real yeah. and heavy. Um, it depends. Like I think my falchion, which is like a type of sword, 
um, is about three pounds, maybe. Tony. So, I mean, say yeah, you get some. Say you find like I'm still my brain still works in a metric system, mm-hmm. so it's like starting from one point three kilos uh, to up uh, up to one point seven kilos. So let's say three pounds to four pounds is the are the boundaries for the for the uh, limits for the are uh, like one one handed sword for example mm. so those are the limits three to four pounds it has to stay in there uh yeah. which like to be honest with you guys uh we as a sport and still fighting is trying to be like historically authentic so we try to be uh to avoid all the fantasy looking armor all the fantasy looking uh helmets and some like decorations so everything is that it does not have historical sources that you can't find proves that that thing actually existed at some point of the, at like 13th to 15th century. It's not going to be allowed. Right. right. So it's uh, it's going to look more realistic. It's not going to look more like, uh, say, like a battle from the Lord of the Rings or something. Where right. I was just going to say right. gilded armor and uh, you know, like devil horns or yeah, something. You're not, right. not going to have right. four or five guys show up in uh, elf, elf getups. You know, it's just, it's just not going to work yeah. that way, folks. This it's is real deal. Work. I feel like you're still swinging a heavy piece of steel like that. Are, are we talking like heavy bruising? Has anyone like broken a bone doing this kind of stuff? <laughs> I think that's a pretty safe assumption. I feel like you, at this I feel point. Like you get someone in a soft spot of the uh, that armor, you're at least going to walk away with uh, you know some purple uh, skin. How how honest we go on that? Yeah. How do you, how do you think, Floyd? If you get some uh, madman I mean, out there who's uh, well, had a bad week, to be honest, like uh, boxing, for example, I have oh. some boxing background. Boxing has tremendous uh statistics on you know like parkinson right right like right people after 50 boxers after 50 are like falling apart right, right? yeah funny so thing a about lot that, of concussions huh? a lot of concussions like hundreds of concussions during their boxing career uh even like on amateur level there's plenty of concussions happening even oh of course even out. just in training so, probably so getting... comparing to the boxing if i would say like from uh like chess as like one from scale to one to ten, where one is chess with no traumas, uh, except maybe I don't know falling off the chair, uh, and ten is boxing, or let's put it like American football, right, where people like break their necks. Yes, uh, on the regular. Yeah, so I'd I'd place Bogorod on like six to seven. Yeah. Okay, okay. that's it's, a, it's surprisingly so- safe. I like how you articulated that, by the way. That's a, it's an understandable, uh, measurable system. So that was good. I like that. It's mostly it's mostly like uh, emotional, uh, a lot of emotional traumas you're going to get. <laughs> a, lot of, uh, a lot of your own, like, understanding how weak you actually are when you start doing this sport. Oh, absolutely. We have, a lot of, we have a lot of feed people who come to that sport and they're like, hey, yeah, I'm, I could bench, like, uh, like I don't know, like four hundred off my chest, you know, something yeah. like this. It's like so, good for you, but can you wear a suit? Yeah, can you wear all that you armor? And, it's, it's, and you it's, move it's, like, and you move more than a couple minutes in wearing that uh, full metal suit. Right, it's an endurance. Uh, like you said, like you said about boxing, a lot of people don't think it's that much just standing around the ring. But you know, you are gassed after a couple of rounds. I mean, a couple of rounds. I mean, I've seen some folks full of energy, and uh, within a, about a minute's time, quickly find themselves in a different they're world. Toast, yeah. Exactly, exactly right. Now, it's wh- about yeah. the way how you spread the energy during the fight, what kind of the tactics you, you know how That's to do right. that. That's absolutely correct. And, uh, and I, we have a, a mutual connection here, Anton. Uh, Nate Holman, who's been on the program before as well, 
I know he's also a local boxer, and he was telling me about some of your moves. You guys actually held an event at that gym in Arlington. Is that right? Yes, exactly. That's that's like the place where my heart belongs to. Uh, Boston Boxing and Fitness, my favorite place, right? And I know and uh, Nate Holman from this place, he's fantastic. Yeah, absolutely, great guy. He gets the truth out there to the people, and uh, then he, sl- he laces up the gloves and lets him have the old one too. Yep. <laughs> love it. I absolutely love it. All right, tell you what, why don't we go ahead and take our first commercial break. And uh, guys, you going to stay with us for a, a bit longer? Sure, oh, sure. Yeah. Awesome. All right, well, then why don't we go ahead and take that first break. And when we come back, more from North Horde. Oh, the stories they have to tell. And uh, Jay, it's going to be a heck of a second half. So when we come back, we'll yeah, have a new segment for you, folks. Stay tuned, don't touch that dial, and have more fun with The People's Truth here on 95.9 FM, WATD. As the chairman of the board once said, that's life. And it goes on. Welcome back to The People's Truth. Benny Rabbi, your host. Jake Crombie, your co-host. Doing it live. We're doing it live, folks. We're here live and local. And we're joined by members of the famous medieval steel fighting club, North Horde. Tony Sloan, welcome back for another segment. And uh, we, first of all, again, thank you for your time joining us tonight. And we have so many more questions for you. So let's jump right back into it. Tell me about the club's demographics. Whom is joining North Horde? How many members? So I'd say, like, in general, we have uh, about, like, 15 people. Like, you know, plus, minus, people coming, people leaving, uh, back and forth, back and forth. Uh, And actually, like, still fighting in general is a sport with, like, so many different people. You can meet, like, um, like, I don't know, like a cook right next to you. Uh, On the other hand, a guy from construction, there'll there'll be a lady working, uh, like, I don't know, like, affordable housing. Like, a lot of people from different, like, the surgeon. And, uh, like, a lot of them, different people into that sport. And North Horde is absolutely a good representation of how, like, diverse this sport is. Like, for example, our captain is a guy from Ukraine. I'm from Russia. Our countries are, in general, not even close to be friends. Not usually. We are more than, we are, we are teammates. We are friends. Uh, it's a lot more serious than even the Red Sox and Yankees. Absolutely. No <laughs> kidding. Yeah. I love the correlation. Uh, so yeah, like uh we have a guy from we have a guy from India. We got a guy from Kazakhstan. Uh does anybody know where Kazakhstan is? Please raise your hand. Uh so like that. <laughs> all of our uh, all so, of our listeners out in WATD land, their hands just shot through the roofs of their cars and their homes. <laughs> I just want you to know that. <laughs> Good for you guys. Absolutely fantastic. Good job. Uh, what's the A plus, right? A plus. That's right. A plus. Good job. What kind of venues are you, uh, are you doing these at? Do you like rent up like spaces or do you going to have to kind of find like, uh, someone who owns enough land to host you guys? So, uh, that depends on the event. If it's like a private event, if it's an open event, uh, it could be like a fight at some, someone's backyard just because they decided that they're going to host. Uh, close events for like different clubs to get together, uh, fight, and that's it. Or there could be a, like a renaissance fair with uh, with a huge field with a lot of spectators, a lot of people. 
so that depends actually. Uh, as much as I know, Sloan, that is that right? Uh, people south, like South Carolina, they do that uh, on like uh, was like stadium horses, right? Something like this. Yeah. Okay, equestrian ring. Yep. Yeah, so I've been to a couple events like that that were like an equestrian ring um, or just like a horse stadium. Usually it's like the Renaissance Fair type ones that get bigger because there's people there for like kind of other things too. So they're kind of drawn in for the whole allure of like, you know, the fun dresses and the stands and the vendors and all that stuff. And then they kind of get drawn over to what we do. So those are usually like the bigger, bigger ones. That's awesome. But on the other hand, horses... Poo smell makes it more odd, 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 like historical. <laughs> well, yeah, oh okay, God, that's exactly what it would smell though. like, right? I mean, also, one year uh, I, I went to an event down in New Jersey, and something happened where the horses like got into some poison ivy or something, and oh, they eat all of it, no. and then they were pooping in in you know the arena, oh, and no. everybody got poison ivy that's, because it just goes right through that, and it gets in the dirt. That's terrible. It's oh, even worse than floor yeah. is lava. Yeah. Yeah, floor is lava all day. Oh my goodness. The show must but go on though. You, so let me get this but straight. You, you guys armor. did you know that beforehand? I just have to stop. Did you know that beforehand or did you guys find out the hard way? Oh, we found out the hard way. I'm so we're all so at the hotel sorry. at the end of the night. Like, why are we all itchy and terrible? And then I mean the whole time you're fighting in that because the whole concept is to knock over the other person yeah. or the other team is to get them all down on the ground. Oh. And when you're thinking about it, like I'm rolling around in like horse poop dirt. <laughs> it's like a whole nother level of motivation to be like, don't go down. Don't yeah. go down. I yeah. don't want to touch this. <laughs> nah, yeah, I, I, I signed up for this. Sign <laughs> yeah. up, signed up for steel fighting. <laughs> sign up for, for, for horse dirt. That's a yeah. whole different ball game. Um, yeah. So, uh, so t- let's talk a little bit about kind of the rules, the etiquette of uh, of the sport here. So, how would folks, if they just came upon one of your guys' events uh, and they just started watching, what would they kind of see? What would the format kind of look like? I'd say they'd be quite confused. First of all, when people see that sport, first their idea would be like, "What the hell is going on?" Oh, yeah. uh, because they basically gonna see two bunch of guys wearing a lot of metal on them and then they meet in the middle of the of the list of the battlefield that clash and they start wrestling each other hitting each other with something and some people fall some people like and they have no idea what's going on the spectators i mean they have no idea what's going on and that could be quite confusing but yeah it's pretty quick they get the idea that once you're down on the ground you're out till next round. So we're talking like so, shoulders down, or like one knee, both knees. It's uh, it's called three point touch. So uh, when you start the fight, you touch the ground with you, both of your feet, right? Right. If you touch the ground with anything else, which makes it the third point touch, you're out. Okay. Well, except maybe your weapon. You can touch it with a shaft of the of the long axe, for example. You can put that long axe on the ground. But if you touch it with your with your hand, with your butt, obviously, you're out. Interesting. Interesting. So, and it's not a point system. It's either you're up or you are down. Here comes the details. So that's why I prefer that steel fighting instead of buhut. Because buhut is mostly is for the melee fights when a bunch of guys fighting another bunch of guys. Uh, steel fighting also includes... Huh? Sorry, I was just saying team fights, essentially, is melee. Yeah, team fights, right. Exactly. Thank you, Sloan. Uh and sense. steel fighting includes the duels when one person fights another person, and that is when the points comes. Come okay. so that's when you can hit the other person with just your sword, for example, and that's still gonna 
not going to do a lot of damage, but going to give you some score. And after like a minute of the fight, for example, uh, like 90 seconds of the fight, they will stop the announce the score. Here's the winner. Here's the loser. Thank you, guys. Shake your hands. Get out of here. Yeah. And <laughs> then it's like another couple coming. So, yeah, uh, that's why steel fighting is more about this sport than just board. Excellent. Uh, now, you know, here's a question. Let me throw this wrench at you. How has COVID truly impacted what you guys do? Obviously, your schedule, I'm sure, much like everybody else's, two pieces. We, uh, like our script two weeks ago, Jay crumbled it, threw it out within 30 seconds of the show start. Uh, I imagine that's what's happened to your schedule as well. Well, you know, first of all, when people started complaining about wearing masks, we were like, <laughs> uh, let's talk about helmets. <laughs> You're already wearing right. masks. <laughs> yeah, so like it's a 10, but like 15 pounds piece of metal on your head and you'd be trying not to die. And there's yeah. someone's like, I'm choking in my mask. You know, give me a break. <laughs> like, okay, well then go jog around in, in this and see how you feel after. Yes. So exactly. Is it 15 at least, we're not, at least we're not to the point where we have to wear the helmets and everything to the grocery store yet. So far, it's just a mask. Right. Oh, I would love that. Oh, oh, you, I would love your, to wear your, my ha- your, your neck would be so strong, you'll be surprised. You'd be glad <laughs> right? you're wearing a helmet instead of a mask. Everyone walking around <laughs> looked like Brock Lesnar all of a sudden out of nowhere. Exactly. <laughs> you could flex your neck muscles only. <laughs> the neck to the ear bone, right? I think that's how that works. So when, all right, so when was the last time you guys were able to all get together and have an event? Uh, have you done anything here during the COVID year? And uh, you know, any plans at the moment to do anything else? The last event we did was in August, right, Sloan? Uh, yeah. Well, it, wasn't, it was in- less of like an event event. It was more like a, you know, getting some new guys in armor, letting them try it out. Because that's like really important for what we do is letting people, you know, try on your armor and run around for a minute before they invest in buying their own kit. So we kind of had one of those little events. But I think like... July was our last big, big one where we actually had like rounds and kind of a team yeah. fight going on rather than just like, you know, hitting each other in a backyard. Absolutely. No, that's uh, th- that's the kind of details I'm talking about here, because, folks, I- if you have not seen what we're talking about here, and again, if you're just joining us here in the middle of the show, you're welcome to the People's Truth. Uh, we're here speaking with members of North Horde about steel fighting and Boo Hurt. All in one, all inclusive, so much fun for the whole family. And would it be safe to say that it really is actually fun for all ages? I mean, there's no real one demographic this is for, correct? I mean, you have like the safety stuff of like, obviously, you have to be 18 in order to get an armor and compete because, you know, obvious stuff. (laughs) But but, but to be a a spectator, though, friends for the whole family. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's super fun. I mean, I think the best part about this sport is that at the end of the day, like when we all get it out of our armor, like we're all friends. We all care about each other. Like there's times where I've been like sitting down on the ground, um, sitting next to somebody like another fighter that just took me out. Uh, One of my best experiences in armor actually was um, with a friend of my, Bonnie, from um, Utah. And we got together in California and we were in the middle of a fight. And I mean, she took me out. And we're sitting in there on the ground afterwards and um, we're just laughing together and like joking and having a good time watching the other girls go at it. And we're just, you know, good friends having fun. And that really translates well. And I think, you know, kids see it, teenagers see it. They see these people who are 
duking it out in a field and then their buddies after. And it's a really good vibe all around. Yeah, absolutely. So. No, yeah. Uh, go go ahead, Tony. What would you like to add to that? Oh, so I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So I was going to add, like, don't forget about that. Uh, kids also has an have an opportunity to do that kind of a stuff, but mm-hmm. they do that in soft armor with soft buffer shields and swords. They are not allowed to uh, wrestle, to grapple, to do takedowns, kicks, and punches. Uh, but they are allowed to do like shield bashes and hit each other really hard with those soft swords. So mm-hmm. there's like a uh, specific like part of steel fighting for kids, uh, for people uh, who are not at very into steel, steel part. So they could do source part. And like, for example, uh, I know people in Russia who started doing soft, like when they were like 12 and they were like, the guy was like, for example, the guy was Grisha, was really, really successful, junior, uh, and like six years later, he's getting, uh, he's, he's 18, he's getting his first steel armor. And now this guy's, you know, like ripping other teams on list nowadays. And he's like, he's fantastic. And he, he feels absolutely happy. That's <laughs> his a, dream came true. That's awesome. And that's what it's all about, being able to chase those dreams, chase those all the way as far as you can. And it all starts with the soft cage. Now, what, 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 are, your, uh, what are the age ranges you recommend kids start do you i mean are we talking baseline of 12 or a little younger perhaps uh in my experience since i had a club for kids till the covid started all the covid situation happened uh i started with kids like at six years old so six years old kids fighting they're obviously not going to be fighting someone like twice older than they are they're probably going to be fighting someone in their at their age level oh, come on man so, if they went through your training for two weeks they should be good enough to go against the red wings for goodness sake if i really wanted to pressure my kid though would you let them fight someone ha- uh, twice their age just you know well that depends if you're gonna be on their side or not <laughs> oh no he, he's gonna be on the outside of the ring going go get him junior on the other side <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. We can we can talk to the tech. We could talk about that later. <laughs> there, there might be a pay per view opportunity coming up here. Right. That's it. Uh, we we haven't even started on doing parenting, right, my friend? Trust me, we got we got a whole bunch of stuff. That's actually a great segue. So why don't we go ahead and take that break right now? When we come back, more from North Horde here on the People's Truth. Benny Rabbi, your host here on ninety five nine FM WATD, the Dial. Do not touch it. Are you a veteran or about to become one? Do you have a family member or a friend who is a veteran? I'm Greg Brasso, host of Veterans Voice Radio here on 95.9 WATD. The show is dedicated to helping veterans and active members of the military learn about and apply for benefits and programs they have qualified for and certainly earned. Brought to you in part by U.S. Family Health Plan, Brennan Smoke Shop, and Sullivan Tire. Join Veterans Voice Radio this Thursday from 7 to 8 here at 95.9 WATD. Hi, everybody. Mike Joshua here, host of Americana Rama on WATD. Americana Rama features music from Wilco, Nico Case, Sturgill Simpson, Della May, Jason Isbell, Margot Price, Iron and Wine, Lucinda Williams, The Lone Bellow, as well as the twangier side of rock acts like My Morning Jacket, Band of Horses, Neil Young, and Tom Petty with a dash of classic country as well. Americana-rama, Monday through Thursday night at 10 p.m. Only on 95.9 WATD. 
Yes, that's right. And don't forget to catch Mikey G on Americana Rama. 10 o'clock. He'll be live in studio. Triumphant return. He is our shining light on the light of justice. And Jay, I tell you, man, Americana Rama spinning all the great hits late into the night and keeping everybody welcome. But you know what else keeps everybody welcome? The sounds of steel and armor clashing and people crying for mercy and wishing that they had trained harder. Do you guys agree? Yep. The last part, especially, right? First one, <laughs> I've never heard hard. anyone crying of mercy, on mercy, but the last part, all the time. <laughs> oh, I've heard cries for mercy. <laughs> Seriously? I have. I, uh, Yeah, I had a girl have a full panic attack oh, no. while I'm holding Ouch. her. And my teammate is hitting her, and I'm like, whoa, whoa, stop, stop, stop. I'm like, okay, just sit down, honey. And she's just like, I don't know how. I'm like, just. I don't know how to sit. <laughs> You guys need a safety like, word or something. Well, yeah. she just sat. <laughs> so, but yeah, that, no, actually, that. that actually reminds me of that amazing video that is very popular in the still fighting community with two guys fighting. Like, there's some, there's like, there are teams fighting on the background, and there's these two guys standing in the corner. One is facing the corner, the other was the other one is pushing him at the back. Uh, and he's, he's going to hit the guy with a huge mace, like a huge, really heavy mace. And suddenly he sees that the other guy's helmet is a bit undone on the back, so exposing the part of his neck. Oh, yeah. goodness. Which is, which is kind of really, really dangerous, right? Yeah, uh, no, a little bit. He's, he's raising his arm with that mace just to make that strike. Suddenly he sees that neck. He stops. He slowly uses his neck to put down that part of the helmet that's supposed to be covering the neck. And then he gently taps his head, like, here you go. <laughs> this is my that's gift. What, exactly. That's what, like, the fighting is about. I'm not here to, like, uh, destroy you, not here to right. bury you, like, not here to send yeah, you're you to not, emergency room. Yeah, no, exactly. Beating as a sport. Yeah, you just want to kind of get something uh, something out and have a little fun. Not, you know, you're not trying to kill anyone. Jeez. <laughs> Everyone's got to go to work I mean, tomorrow, I hope. man. <laughs> right. Everybody's got to get up for work. Eight o'clock sharp. <laughs> you know. So, yeah. um, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I want to hear more. I'm just absolutely captivated by this yeah, story which is so like far. The difference when people uh, see those historical movies, even though like the best of the historical movies that doesn't have that uh, that don't have a lot of like historical mistakes and like anachronism in them. Uh, but still, they watch those movies and they like, hey, I see the soldiers wearing just the helmet and some like maybe a breastplate if they're lucky enough. Uh, and you guys are wearing full armor. And that doesn't sound like really, really, really uh, actual medieval thing. And that's the thing we were telling, we, uh, like I personally tell them all the time that like the difference is those guys were fighting at war and they were getting their armor just to, you know, like save their life and be back home even like without some limbs without some body parts, but they still need to go back to um, for war. And we're competing as sport, and which is the difference, war and sport. We all have mm. to go to work to, to, tomorrow, 8 a.m. Yeah, yeah. So we're not actually mm. trying to kill each other. So we have to be, like, protected 100, like, 150%. So now I kind of feel bad because every time I watch, like, those movies or those shows, I have a really hard time because I'm sitting there watching all these guys fight and, like, none of them have gauntlets. And yep. I'm like, your fingers, 
what are you doing? <laughs> like, I just, I, like, have the hardest time not yeah. cringing every time someone gets hit. You all have cod pieces, but, uh, but not real armor. <laughs> Go figure, right? Right. Um, before COVID, like, before all this uh, happened and you guys could actually really uh, get into this kind of stuff, how many of these events are, are you doing? And, and is there a lot of travel? I mean, do you go international or is is this a regional kind of thing? Oh, so this one's, this is like one of my favorite things. Um, so before COVID started, um, there was, there's, you know, tournaments and stuff like all over the country. Uh, there's the big major ones that are international that everybody kind of competes to um, get on a team to go overseas and everything. And I was really lucky that I got to go um, to Scotland in 2018 for the IMCF championships. And that was really exciting. Nice. Um, of course they were in Scotland. But I'm right <laughs> uh, in front of a castle and everything. There was peacocks everywhere. It was very surreal. Um, <laughs> I don't remember it being peacocks in medieval sculptures, but hey, why not? Right. We'll take it. Right. It was just kind of like, all right, we had to shoe one off the field at one point. Um, <laughs> but I'm really proud because like in the first two years that I, I got to fight, um, I was in around or over like 20 fights each year. And it's just such wow. an amazing experience to be able to like go all over the country. I've been to like Arizona, California, Kentucky. I've been to Canada. Like it's just such an amazing experience to like travel your own country and then be able to go overseas and stuff. And um, yeah, it's, it's just, it's all over the place and people don't realize it, but yeah. it's, it's amazing. Ever any problems uh, checking some of this uh, stuff uh, in your travels? TSA ever give you some problems with this stuff? Oh. Oh man. Yeah. So I always put my helmet in my like carry on cause it's like the heaviest item and it's kind of difficult to, you know, rearrange everything. So it all weighs like under the amount. And, yep. um, I've, You've I've got been stuff with all your socks and extra shirts. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They're, they're like, what is this? Like, why is this showing it? Cause when you put your helmet in the carry on and it goes through, you know, the little x-ray thing, it just shows up as like a big, black thing yeah it's big no mass it yeah so they have to like take it out and at that point it's like stuff full of my clothes and they're like what the hell is this thing <laughs> they've gotten used to us in boston though like they're not impressed anymore we show up and they're <laughs> like oh it's you guys yeah oh good so i have to go through your stuff okay <laughs> like it's not cool anymore <laughs> is that yeah. halberd regulation length just checking yeah <laughs> like, oh, i don't think goodness. that's gonna fit on the plane no um so well, there was that guy recently who decided that he's not going to pay for his extra weight for his uh, of his armor, and he put that armor and he went with that armor on to the plane. Oh my god! <laughs> that's he awesome. made it. He made it. He successfully made it. They allowed him to make that trip wearing his armor, and that was one of the examples I personally know of people <laughs> not paying extra money for their armor. Just yeah. like, I'm that's the heavy dude, idea. right? I'm the heavy dude. <laughs> that's, that, I mean, like, that's literally like walking through Fallout, just big suit of armor, just hip, casually, no problem. Heads up, guys. Might need a double seat, though. <laughs> oh, if the zombie apocalypse ever happens, like, we're set. Yeah, you we're guys good. are good. Right, you guys no, we're making it. Casually go about your day. Yeah, nobody's, yeah. nobody's getting the soft tissues of North Horror, that's for sure. <laughs> now, uh, if folks want to join... How can they do that? If they want to join we, us specifically, or like yeah, I mean, I, who, who else is doing this exactly? I only know of North Horde in the uh, the Boston area, Northeast. It, by all means, there's some clubs that I don't know about. Oh, they're everywhere. There's there's clubs all over the country. 
Um, we're everywhere. <laughs> we are. We're everywhere. But to get in touch with us specifically, um, we have a couple avenues. Um, one of the big ones that like I've been working really hard on is our Instagram page, and that's just at North Horde. Um, we also have a Facebook page set up too, so that's North Horde. Um, and then I also have like mine is uh, at Killer Queen NH. Um, and that's one that I, you know, post on pretty regularly and I keep up to date. So any of those avenues, Tony, do you have any others? Secretly? No, I don't. <laughs> we want the, the real deal, the super secret squirrel style. No, I don't have <laughs> any. So like Facebook, Instagram, two best, best ways to connect to us to like, you know, say hi and come to practice so, with us. So, so that's yep. what you guys recommend. If, if folks out there are interested and they want to join, they should just come on out. And the only way is to really put up or shut up. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I, I connect with a lot of people. Like, I'll answer messages. I'll get in touch with you. Like, we'll figure it out. So um, so if yeah, you go especially... to Instagram or Facebook, you type Northward and you see a green logo with, a, with three rams on it, rams heads. So that's us. Excellent. Yep. So that's the the green emblem with the white trim and the three ram's heads. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Now, uh, w- one last question, because we are coming up on our last couple of minutes with you guys. Your, your leader, tell me a little bit about him. He must be quite a uh, charismatic fella. <laughs> Absolutely. He is the, he is the character. <laughs> he is the epitome of charming. Absolutely. That's the guy who suddenly from out of the blue uh, sends you a message on Facebook asking, you want to fight? <laughs> you could, and you could feel that thick Slavic accent even through his writings. And at some point you'd be like, okay, maybe. And you meet the guy, he's actually the most charming guy ever. Uh, and he like, he's really into that sport. He's, he has been doing that sport for so many years. So he lives with that sport. He breathes with that sport. I think he's dreaming at like nighttime about that sport as well. Waking up with the his first thought is about that sport. <laughs> I completely, completely believe it. You know, when you're running an organization like North Horde, but the the cast of characters and from all sorts of folks from across the world, it sounds like. I mean, you got to be one heck of a leader to pull that together. So huge tip of the cap, and uh, really yeah, glad Alex, that he did Alex what he is did. The man, right? He really is. Like I, I listen to every word that comes out of that man because I'm like this. This is great. No one has ever <laughs> spoken more truth out of uh, any words or lips than that man has. I'd, uh, I, I've known Alex for a little while, and I can attest to that. Absolutely. 100% mm-hmm. good guy approved, as we like to say here on 95.9 WATD. <laughs> yeah, he's like, the, the most important thing about him, and I personally feel, is like he is the biggest fan of the club, of the team, of every team member. Like. Yeah. He's the guy cheering for you if you come to us to practice. He's the guy who will be cheering for you, like even with your baby steps going to that goal for those goals to be fighter, to be wearing that armor, to be fighting on the list. He'll, he'll be the one behind saying like, go for it, do that. Yes, yes, every time. Oh, yeah. So he's the main fan of his own club. And that's fantastic feeling, being always feeling his presence, always feeling his support. 
Beautiful. I've never like felt such aggressive support and encouragement before. <laughs> That's what slums do. Excuse me, honey. This is how we support. Go for it. Well, I know, but I love it because like I feel it in my soul. I'm like, yeah, no, they're not lying to me. I can do this thing. I feel it in my soul. That is what I'm talking about, folks. That is the kind of dedication that North Horde brings. And when COVID is done and live events return, I have no doubt you guys are going to be taken right off and get right out there in front of everybody to put on some magical fights. And who knows? Maybe you'll just impress the next young generation to say, Mom, boo heart. I need a helmet, Mom. <laughs> Johnny, no! Oh, it's too late. He's already in. <laughs> well, guys, I want to thank you so much for joining us here on The People's Truth. We're just about up against our final break. But uh, once again, if folks would like to join, they can go to North Horde on Instagram. And uh, what was the other tags? Um, you've got me, Miss Sloan, at, uh, at Killer Queen NH. And then we also have our Facebook group, which is also just Northward. Perfect. Sloan, mm-hmm. Anton, thank you so much for joining us. We're going to let you ride off into the night thank you for with the Northward. Thank you so much for having us. Very welcome. And that's that's how we do it, bringing communities together and keeping the truth alive. That's how we roll here on The People's Truth on WATD, and that's how we roll in North Horde. We'll be back with our final segment right after a quick break here on 95.9 FM WATD. Here's Benny. FM, W-A-T-D, People's Truth, Monday night, 9.48 on the old dial. Welcome, welcome. North Horde, man, what a great interview. Thank you so much, Anton and Ms. Sloan, for joining us tonight. That was great, Jay, wasn't it? That was awesome. Talking to some people who just do crazy stuff like that. It's, uh... That's what it's all about. And it wasn't us this time for a change. That's even more impressive. Even better. I don't have to do the crazy stuff. I can just commentate on other people doing the crazy stuff. And I get to sit at home in my nice cozy house. Ladies and gentlemen, with uh, the last roughly 10 minutes we have of the show, again, this is episode 10 in our fledgling lifespan so far on you're WATD. In, you're in double digits now, Ben. We are double dippity digits now, and I love it. Dippity you know? digits. Dippity doodah digits. That's <laughs> right, sir. So we're going to have a new segment tonight, and it's going to be starring our co-host, our very own Jay Coco Crombie, and he's going to bring us into the People's News. You know, it's my third show here on the uh People's Truth, and I figured it's about time I start contributing some things. So here we go. The People's News. I'm going to bring the people together, bring the communities together with news. <laughs> While they couldn't officially do it, they still had the polar plunge on Hummerock Beach on New Year's Day this year, raising money for the Marshfield Food Pantry. That's a pretty good cause. Ben, is that something you would do? You strip down on January 1st and hop into the Atlantic Ocean? <laughs> would you believe you're the third person to ask me this on air today? <laughs> so, no, it wasn't me earlier at Hummerock. You got the body built for uh, for deep sea exploration yeah, in deep cold sea, weather. Deep sea diving Sasquatches is apparently one of my many talents I had no idea I had, but we discussed it on WMEX earlier. Larry Justice was really sure he saw me, but not. Nah, it was a different. Squatch. Was he? Was he there? 
he was, was, he, was he diving? He was not diving. He was laughing, <laughs> with you know, watching everybody laugh. It was it was great. But you know what? It, it was a good thing for the community, and they actually raised a, a, a good amount of money. So that was great for them. It's a yeah, it's a great cause, and I think that's the only reason I would probably ever do something like that. I to, surprisingly, I have not jumped into the ocean in the winter time. I've lived here my whole life, and you figure at some point you'd just fall in. You know, right? it, would ha- it would happen. I mean, is that a reference to when I fell off a boat? Because I did that once, too. So. Oh, you fell off a boat? I fell off a boat did once, Did you get yeah. back in the boat? I did. <laughs> it wasn't easy. No. Anyway, back to the people's news. Oh, if I had audio of that or video. Well, we did. We recorded it on one of the shows, actually. Oh, fantastic. Dunkin' Donuts is offering a new, higher-caffeinated beverage than their typical coffee, and that's starting uh, this year. It's Infused Ben with the green coffee bean. Now, the green coffee bean is the bean that it's before it is roasted and attains that brown color that you usually see when you brew your coffee. Interesting. It's just for people who need that extra jolt when coffee's not doing it. Now, I, Ben, for one thing, I don't really need these kind of things. I don't need a green coffee bean uh, extract because what I do when I need an extra jolt is I go to eBay and I buy vintage 1993 cans of unopened jolt soda. I've got one right here. It's still carbonated. Nice. I like when that happens. Ooh, that was fresh. Crispy. Oh, God. I've made a terrible mistake. <laughs> On air? Oh, Jay, the people's news is a beautiful thing. Do we have any other... Uh-oh. <laughs> Always hyperventilating. Somebody get him a bag and a Happy Meal. Jolt Soda. Do you remember Jolt Soda, Ben? I remember the surge, and I remember the surge of adrenaline it would give you from the sugar that it forced into you, but <laughs> Jolt... Was, uh, wasn't that a gum, too? They did a gum, but it started out as like a as a soda that they branded as a uh, as an energy drink. Hmm. But <laughs> I didn't realize you could mix sugar, taurine, and a bunch of other chemicals that are hard to pronounce to get super sugar. In the nineties, you could. In the nineties, you could. You, that was just one Lunchables packet away. There is a family feud going on here in Massachusetts, Ben. Um, one of the largest distributors of alcohol in the state is having a uh, internal feud. The 89-year-old Gerald Sheehan and his uh, eight children are the purveyors of uh, Sheehan uh, Distributing something, Sheehan Family Company. They are responsible for about a billion dollars annually, Ben, in alcohol sales. Wow. Chances are, if you drink in a Budweiser in Boston, this guy probably handled it. That's crazy. I'm more freaked out, Ben, about an 89-year-old guy running a billion-dollar business. Yeah, but, you know, if he's motivated... I hope I'm that lucent when I'm 89 years old. I mean, yeah, that's, that's... I think I'd be making some some pretty poor choices there. I mean, you never know. It's, uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> His two oldest sons have now brought him into court, accusing him of misappropriating funds. Misappropriating funds. The, the guy... Two, would you... Would, he's he's <laughs> cooking the books, Ben. Cooking the books. Oh, man. <laughs> Well, that is certainly interesting. Now, is any of this true, or where where was this reported from? Ben, would I lie? I don't know, Jay. I don't think so. Would I lie to you? Maybe. Will I lie to our listener? No. No, of course not. Not live here on WATD. Well, that's just the way it rolls here. And First of all, are there any more news stories from the People's News? Uh, yeah, that's probably about it. That's probably about it. Well, why don't we segment our, our last thing here? We're going to introduce a, a segment to the show now, and we'll do it at different times throughout the show as we move forward through these seasons here. But uh, you're going to want to actually have a seat for this one, kids, because this is going to be a good one. <laughs> Jay's cracking another cold one as we speak of that sody pop he's got over there. And- oh, God. Jay, why don't you tell us about the P4 program and what that means 
to our listeners. This is a, a subject near and dear to my heart. So as a parent of young children, this year was particularly difficult with this lockdown and the quarantine. You had these kids that just needed to get some energy out, and uh, it was very hard to do that. And as parents, sometimes you just need a little bit of mew time, and you came up with some creative ways on finding those things. So what we want to do is we want to reach out to the audience. Now, this is a safe place, Ben, okay? It is a safe place. That is correct. You can be completely anonymous. We will protect your voice. You can call in, leave a message. You can uh, write to us on Facebook. I think Facebook yeah. is the most... Uh, active of our social we, media platforms we, for right now. We are about to launch a form online specifically for this, but in the meantime, if folks hearing this are interested and they want to join in, they can simply email us at thepeoplestruth33 at gmail.com. We just want to know what you did during this pandemic to get a little bit of you time from your kids. And I think we did get one call already, Ben. Didn't we not? Did someone call in we did. with a confession? We did. We put this on our Facebook feed, and we asked our listeners, and uh, they answered. So we're going to go ahead and play this voicemail clip. Now, we did mask the voice to protect the identity of the caller, but this this was our first call, so this is going to be our, our first time doing this. Let's, let's listen and see the how this goes. story is true, but the names and voices have been protected. Right, here we go. to protect the innocent. So my kids fall asleep really easily when we're driving in the car, and there would be some days when they were just so crazy that I would pack them up in the car and drive around until they fell asleep and then just continue driving and driving and driving. One time, I think I did a three-hour road trip just circling around the block. Thank you. Uh, felt good to get that off my chest. You guys are good. WTD. Well, that was... Wow, uh, they, that they, was, they plugged the radio station and everything in that call. That was great. That was one of our first callers on the recorded line. That was, that was something. Now, we here at WATD are certainly not advocating for anything silly, or nor should you try anything that you hear of on the show here, unless it's a brilliant idea that succeeds tremendously well. And, well, no, you probably just shouldn't do that anyway. That does sound like a good idea, though. A little, <laughs> little drive. I think I, heard, I think I heard a Mungo Jerry song about that once. It will not be referenced or named. Oh, I've already named it. I've already gone too late. Anyway, folks, if you do want to uh, get involved here, you want to drop us a voicemail, we'll happily record that with you. You just got to email us at thepeoplestruth33 at gmail.com. You can get us on our Facebook page under Benny Rabbi. You can message Coco Crombie himself. I'll let him give out whatever numbers or uh, social tags he'd like to do. No, it's fine. That's fine. Don't bother calling Coco Crombie. Call <laughs> us here at the station, 781-837-4900. And now I would like to do a very special uh, tribute with the last two minutes we have. Uh, because tonight, folks, and Jay, it's special here at WATD. Do you know why? Every night is uh, special here at WATD, Ben. That is very true. But tonight especially is a particularly special evening because it features the return of Mikey G and Americana Rama. Live and local radio makes a triumphant return. That is what I'm talking about. Nice. Applause all around for the G-Man back in studio here tonight. I'm, I just can't tell you how excited I am, folks, that he's back. I'm just so excited. So excited. And he's here in studio right behind me here. He's laughing the night away already. Mikey, it's great to have you back. I mean, have you jump on that mic right there, buddy. Welcome back, man. Hello, sir. 
Ah, there it is. The G-Man is back. It's the truth. It's the people's truth. Americanorama back live tonight. That's right. And real quick with the last minute we have, you got a show on Amazon. Tell the folks about it real quick. Uh, I do. I have a movie up on Amazon Prime. It's called The Last. It's a sci-fi uh, dystopian thriller that I wrote a couple years ago. We finally finished it, and it's up uh, for everyone to view on Amazon Prime uh, video. Just go and uh, search The Last, and you'll see my mug. That's awesome. And where you can stay tuned because Mikey G is coming up next live until 1 a.m. Mikey, thank you for the crossover, brother. Always good to have you back. Absolutely. Jay, thank you for joining us today as our co-host. As always, pleasure to have you, my friend. Thank you for having me. It's been great. Folks, my name's Benny Rabbi. You've been listening to The People's Truth here on 95.9 FM WATD. But do not go anywhere. Mikey G, ready to rock and roll. Here he comes on 95.9 WATD. Oh!